0: When a visitor comes, immediately uh, he senses what kind of church is that. Uh, and uh, I came to this church. Uh, I really, really sense such a, a friendly atmosphere. It's so easy for me to, to, to talk here. And uh, only because uh, your, your faces, your smiles uh, just encourages us. Thank you very much. Um, I have uh, three kids. One of them uh, almost made me a blonde, from 17 to 21. But um, that's my daughter. But now uh, she uh, uh, is blessing us because she came to know Christ. And uh, I believe that um, anyone who goes through those trials, you'll see light. Um, So um, I came to know Christ from the worst environment uh, you can imagine. Looking at people, I was seeing faces where I can kick or punch because I was a fighter. And more, even though as a official person, I was leading the Taekwondo Federation in my country, I was uh, living uh, also a double life because I I was um, leading a mafia group. Um, You know, when I look back now, uh, what God did uh, it's simply amazing because half of us came to know Christ. But those who did not want to repent, they got killed. And God not only saved my uh, life, but even the physical life and left me on this earth. And it um, was a period when I was trying to figure out why. My dad came to know Christ, but the next minute... He went to be with the Lord. He was young. He was 61. My brother came to know Christ, but next day went to be with the Lord. And he was even younger. He was 41. I know that for you, when you say young, (laughs) 61 doesn't sound like uh, right. Because my my, um, grandma, she said, Oh, that girl... She died so, so young. And I said, uh, how old was she? Oh, she was only 89. (laughs) Grandma, that's not not young. Oh, no, 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 it's young because she was 96. (laughs) So, but when I'm looking uh, what God did, he raised up someone from those fighters not to be with them. Someone which is one of them. And I realized that after years, because when I came to know Christ, I didn't see myself as a special person. I saw myself in the deepest part of the pit, of the the pit of sin, that God showed mercy. And from the simple desire to share that uh, great news with my friends, I started to talk. To talk about Christ. First time I came to a church. I brought 100 so people. I I brought one of my uh, clubs. Second time uh, I brought 25 people. uh, 30 people. And so on. Everyone I will come to church. Because I didn't know even. Why people are meeting at the church. I thought that they are uh, working. During the week. To encourage their friends. Neighbors. To come to listen to this liberating word of God. When I saw what god did to my heart i was convinced that the same can happen with my neighbors with my fellow fighters and let me tell you what uh, how did uh, this happen Uh, i was always looking to influence my main mafia group i wanted them to be submitted completely and that's how i started to read the bible to find out what are jesus tricks how he influenced his disciples. I knew that he must be a great man if he influenced so many. That's how I started to uh, read the Bible. Looking to influence others, God influenced my heart. And then we continue to do the same, since in martial arts it's all about discipleship. It's submitting to a master. And in the same time, everything that you receive, you have to pass on. So when I came to know Christ and I started to read the Bible, I said, whoa, whoa, the Bible is about discipleship. And that's what we were doing. We focused first on our mafia group. That's why first thing I did, I called my, uh, my group. And I was in Moscow. I left my family for one year to survive. And they said, for me... Sport is more important. And I called them and they came to me, thinking that I will give them new direction whom they should uh, humiliate next. But three days from morning to night, I could not stop myself for sharing Christ. And they looked at me and they could not believe what happened. But they said, listen, God broke my heart. Are you willing to experience something which is the most amazing power? What I was teaching you was nothing. And you know, a few of them knelt down. And only through one of them, in a few years, I've seen more than 800 people coming to know Christ. In the first month, seven, those of high rank masters, they committed their life to Christ. Then I came back to my country, and they gathered all those thousands of disciples. And they said, guys, we were looking for God, but we didn't know how to get to him. And there is a way. And they found that way. Can I share with you? That They started to mock me. I thought that everyone will kneel down and will receive Christ. But they started to mock me. It was so painful for me. But then I said, okay, remain in your religion. But one thing we will do. In order to get to the black belt, you have to go through 11 steps. And they said, guys, we are going to study this book which influenced the whole Western world. And now every training, every exam, first you'll go through a Bible study, and then you'll go through a physical exam. (laughs) So before they will go to their black belt, they will have to go through 11 precept courses. And uh, that's why God started to mold their hearts. And one by one, people started to come to know Christ. We didn't know how to serve the Lord. Because we could only fight. How will you serve the Lord fighting? So we started, the first thing we did, we gathered people in a sport hall to do our exhibition. More than a thousand came. And uh, the pastors from the city who didn't want to accept us because they were saying, these satanists, they think that they know Jesus. They came, all of the the, the first, the first pew was with pastors to see what's happening. Poor pastors, they didn't know that uh, all those boards which we are going to break uh, will (laughs) flee in the first rows. And I said, Lord, protect them. (laughs) Protect them. And then we show exhibitions. And uh, let me show you something. Uh, Jumps over um, nine feet. And um, people like to see power. Because most of people are uh, power freaks. But... um, Then we we told them that that was for us before. Now we received Jesus. And Jesus changed our priorities. Only then, first was one of the pastors who said, Listen, will you come with us? Because we went to a town to preach Christ and we got stoned. Will you come to us? Thank you. Sure. (laughs) And we went... We went with our Taekwondo team. We did an exhibition, but the same priest who enticed all the people to, to, to stone our brothers before, he brought the police and he said, Arrest them, arrest them. And the, guy, uh, the, the police said, uh, let, let, let them at least speak. We cannot arrest them for sport. And after we did the exhibition, we gave them uh, to each one of them. We gave a, a piece of paper with a Bible text, and everything that we would like to preach, we actually were we were asking them, but listening only to the right answers, we were summarizing what the, the people will say, and uh, now the priest said, "See, see, arrest them," and the police said, "No, you arrest them. We will not approach to those guys." <laughs> So, it um, was even dark when uh, people put the cars around and with their head, uh, headlights allowed us to continue our Bible study. So, then we thought, uh, now once God gave us the weapon, the Word of God, let's go, let's go with that weapon. And uh, we went to Afghanistan, for example. I'm showing here two kinds of weapons. Russian one, which is not effective. And you know that. And the Bible. And uh, we started to do Bible camps. That's how we send missionaries. If they don't go. You're supposed to laugh here. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) So, and um, these are only the places where I started to go. Because uh, my teachers... Me and Castiel Oglici, they taught us how to teach uh, the, the Bible, not uh, our opinions. So these are only my personal places where I went, but each one of us has the same uh, map with different places. Here is in an, another part of the world. So uh, that's how we went. Here is Afghanistan. Everywhere Russian tanks. If you don't like your mall, you'll be invited to this one the first camp in Afghanistan but always teaching the Bible here's my son in uh, Afghanistan lately he is in one wealthy family Olympic team in Afghanistan Iraq Egypt Pakistan Iran and uh, everywhere I see that when the Spirit of God fills you up you start talking without any fear here for example uh, is prohibited even to speak to a, a woman. But um, when the Spirit of God fills you up, you lose any awareness. And I, I'm confident that each one of you can experience the same. Just go to your neighbors, go to people around you, and when you start speaking, moved by love, God will keep his promise. He'll keep his promise. He'll give you the power, the message, only, only to conquer more and more hearts. So uh, more people surrounded me until the teacher, the angry teacher came and sent them uh, away. But they were asking people from uh, uh, questions from the Bible. Now, uh, wh- here was a family where um, I was invited. I shared the Christ. Now they have the Bible study in that house. Uh, that's what they have in every single car. They have to carry this word um, down US, uh, USA and down with Israel. Just think about why these two countries? Why the whole world is against two countries? Just think about it. Because one is the nation of God. God said, these are my people. And another one is the experiment of a Christian society. And all the nations are coming to this country to reap the blessing which came from this experiment. And now we are losing that. He's in Siberia, in Cuba, and so on. Here is how a group was planted in four days. In four days, People were hungry for the word uh, of God. But here is uh, on U.S. soil. When I realized that God is sending us more and more and more Muslims. And they are building more and more and more mosques. Something terrible is happening here. Why? Why they will come to a free country. They will not hear the liberating word of God. And they will become even more radical. And you know that uh, now we have uh, the proof of San Bernardino, how we grow terrorists on our own territory. Because these kids, they, they've been indoctrinated from their childhood. Who will go to them? And here is a picture down when, um, if I go alone to uh, the mosque, nobody wants to talk to me because they don't respect individuals. But if you go to people, they will talk to you, but you have to initiate. The conversation but if you go to a crowd they will arrange for you meetings and uh, you can present the gospel the goal is for every muslim in this country to listen to hear at least once the gospel then you can know that uh, it's his responsibility but how can be his responsibility or her responsibility if nobody Nobody told them this liberating message. And we have churches full of people and they're in our backyard worshiping a false God and following instructions how to be a terrorist. And I'm not kidding here because a serious Muslim has to be a terrorist. Only nominal Muslims are peaceful. Don't let anyone fool you saying, oh, there are peaceful Muslims. They are not Muslims. They are nominal. They are not not serious about their faith. Here is um, one of the meetings where I was invited to give them a spiritual lesson. It's a global federation and uh, when I went, I didn't know what to speak. And I said, maybe I should speak from the, uh, about Solomon. It's a message which doesn't make people angry. So I went like a Pharisee to speak a spiritual lesson, but to speak from Proverbs about common wisdom. And I started to speak, and the Lord spoke to my heart, and He said, give your testimony. And I stopped in the middle of the message, and I gave testimony, my testimony, but a testimony not as I am telling you today, but from different standpoint, from a standpoint of a fighter, and uh, I saw tears, and when I saw on those high rank fighters tears, I knew that must be God. These guys are full of pride, but if they are crying, God is in the w- uh, at work now, and then the 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 same the same voice told me now speak about me and i started to preach christ with boldness and then they were saying online to shake my hand and to say i I never heard anyone speaking about christ who will go to them i can go to these guys because i'm one of them i cannot go to your neighbors I cannot go to your relatives. They will not accept me. I cannot go to any, uh, many groups you can go. And let me tell you today, I would like more spending time in something which we can do practical. Because our faith, it's connected to such an extent to our life that we are ordinary people but having an extraordinary power inside of us. And that makes us different. We are immortals on the field. If you go to a battlefield, you'll immediately see two kinds of soldiers, immortals and mortals. They behave different because they are different. So... And today I would like to go to, uh, to take you to a passage. And I will start with Matthew 9, verse 35. Matthew 9, verse 35. If you can put that on on the screen, it will be great. First question which I have, Jesus had four occupations. He was spending time on this earth, doing only four things. And that's why he would like us to do those four things. This is not one of my relatives. (laughs) Actually, oh, let me teach you something, uh, something with the lion. Good. So if I would like, if I would like to teach you to scare a lion, and I will give you a torch with fire. Can I scare a lion putting a, a chair and saying, this is a lion. It's a lion. Hurr! That that doesn't work, right? In order to get some experience, I need a real lion. Of course, I would like to be in the cage. But anyway, I need a real lion. And uh, if you, you are looking for some extraordinary motivation, you have it in you. Let me tell you, if you will see a real lion in that door, do you need any motivation to run? <laughs> no! You will have all the power needed to go to that door. <laughs> and in a few seconds, here will be an empty field. See, you have everything inside of you. So that's why God placed in us this power. But you cannot train yourself with a chair. You need a real, real lion. That's why go on the streets. Go to your neighbors and train yourself how to deal with these real people. That's why I would like to... Uh, take you with me because that's uh, what I do. I take people. We go to give free water on the hiking trails. And to preach the gospel, it's not effective. But if you find a person who is interested, you set the next meeting and you start meeting with him in his house, that's what is effective when you allow a person to discover the word of God. It's common in our church to say, make a commitment and then I will teach you how to be a disciple. But I see in the Bible a little bit different. Jesus said, let's go with me. You'll discover first what does it mean to be a disciple. And in the end, he said, make a commitment. Take your cross and follow me. Eleven did that and they change the world. One hug hims- uh, his- himself up. I-, I believe that many people now, they are ready to do the second and the, the, the first. Okay. But here I'm speaking to the followers of Christ. And we know that you and me, we always will be in a min- minority, right? This country is supposed to to protect us because we are the minority jesus said it's so narrow that 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 way and few only few find it and go to uh, uh, on that way so four occupations for from um, uh, matthew 9 35 i'm telling you the first jesus was going we're saying come just said, no, no, go. Come to our outreach event. No, 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 go to them. Come to our uh, services. Just said, no, go on their territory. Um, no Muslims will feel comfortable um, uh, here. Jewish people will not feel comfortable here. They have a totally uh, a twisted concept of the church. Go to them. Go where they are. Go to your neighbors again. Go to your colleagues. Go to your friends. So he was going. What what was second? What he was doing? Preaching, teaching, and healing. Were serving. Um, if you, I have to be careful here with the healing, but I'm saying that God is not short of His glory and power. And if you only, if you only will ask people, hey, what are your needs? Will you allow me to uh, ask the power of a mighty God who helped me all these years to come over your needs? I don't know how God will respond. We, we never, we should never take the role of God, but to take the role of a servant and just praying for people. Then it will be your turn to be amazed when those people will come back. And will witness miracles. They will share what God did in their families. So four occupations. Going, and we cannot invent anything better. Teaching, when you have people in classes. Preaching, when you are on the street. And serving those people you go to. When Jesus was looking to the crowds, he was having one, one reaction. Was what, what was their reaction? Uh, his reaction. Next verses. Looking to the uh, crowd, but you have the Bible. Compassion. So, what do you feel when you see stadiums full of people, concert halls? Why he was feeling compassion? Why? For the lost. Because they didn't have shepherd and they were scattered. And he said, it's time to do something. He said there is a big problem. The problem is that what is the problem if you look from verse 35 uh, to 38? The harvest is plentiful. Is that a problem? No. But there is a problem there. Jesus sent every one of us. Jesus sent 900 people in uh, your church. But not 900 uh, people go. On Sunday, they all smile and they say yes. But during the week, they say no. No. Then they come on Sunday and they again say yes. So not everyone goes. Paul, you know this passage. That's from Romans 10, from 9 to 17. He said, for a person to be saved, something else has to happen before that. And I can tell you, is to call upon the name of the Lord. That means to surrender. But for a person to surrender... He cannot do that unless he believes, believes. You have to be convinced that you are not giving up this life in vain. We have some, some fun on this earth. Why I should give it up? Only if I receive a better fun. If I will come to you and you will say, Hey, uh, do you have a car? Yeah. It's old, right? Yes. Let me, I I have a hammer. I I like to dent cars. Can can I play with your car? You'll say, no, 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 no way. Listen, it's old anyway. It's old, but uh, don't touch it. But if I will bring a Lamborghini or a Lexus, here's the title, here are the keys. Can I dent your car? Oh, let me bring a bigger hammer. When we give away our small things, we receive We receive something which you cannot even compare. The joy which made the Prince Moses to give up with his palace. So, he said, we have a problem, but we can solve this problem. And who can solve this problem? Look at verse 37-38. By by the way, till what time do we go here? Two (laughs) o'clock? That's fine with me. (laughs) Two in the morning will be better. (laughs) Huh? Twelve fifteen, good. So, who can change the situation? The Lord, but in partnership with you. He said, "Pray for these workers." Every time I, um, I try this, I see that people pray a wrong prayer, and I don't want you to pray the wrong prayer. Even disciples, I believe they pray the wrong prayer. Maybe they pray, Lord, you know how big uh, is our city, or how big, uh, send more. And I will ask, how many do you need for Hoffman uh, for Town? Oh, we need um, at least 200, uh, 200 workers. How about your state, New Mexico? Well, 10,000 will be good. How about uh, the whole uh, uh, America? Maybe a million, million workers will be good. How about the, the, the whole earth? Seven billion? Uh, one billion will be good. And you can imagine Jesus staying in front of his, ha- of his father, he could ask any number. He could receive any number. And he said, Lord, give me how many? Twelve. Actually, eleven. One will work on for a different camp. <laughs> so if you would like to see a multiplication, you're not Jesus. Start with one, maybe. But the wrong prayer was that maybe they said, send us workers. But if you look in 10, 5, just a few verses down, in Matthew 10, 5, Jesus said, no, 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 I'm sending you. If you pray today, Lord, we need more workers for Hoffman Town, the Lord said, we'll say, I'm sending you. 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 So I'm sending you because those kids will not listen to me. I'm a stranger with a very strange language. (laughs) I can say that uh, I'm like Moses, at least by tongue. Do you remember what Moses said? Okay, so now let's uh, learn some, some basic stuff. First of all, I would like to repeat after me. Look at me. I'm teaching you a new lesson. One, two, three, four. See? Don't do that again. I want to make sure that you do that properly. One, two, three, four. Now. One, two, three, four. See? Let's try again, but a different one. One, two, three. Stop, stop, stop. Shame on you. (laughs) If you present the gospel to the people like this. One, two, three, four. And you say, okay, I will repeat for you again. One, two, three, four. A person will not only understand the gospel, but he will be able, capable to pass it on. But if you'll say, come here, I, I will explain to you the gospel. And he, he goes, like, if uh, months <laughs> pass by, and he'll understand, anyway, he will not be capable to pass it on. I was leading a conference with the big evangelists from around the world. And they said, let's check our gospel. Australia. Present the gospel. Africa. Eurasia. And uh, we found out that we had different gospels. And those gospels were so confusing. That I doubt that people will come easy to the Lord. So that's why. First of all. We have to bring the word of God in a simple way. So what we will do. Every time I read the Bible, I understand that first step is prayer. And I can show you in every scripture that you cannot go on God's prepared field. You don't know the hearts if you don't pray. Then you go on the, the enemy field, and he said, you're a sheep. You're a sheep, and you go surrounded by wolves. You better pray. You better pray. Nothing helped me more in those countries than prayer. I remember when uh, I passed the Afghanistan border the first time, and uh, just heard the story how the guy was caught with his Bible and prepared to be stoned publicly, and uh, I was having a, 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 a suitcase full of books. Gospel of John in their language. And uh, I put them in three corners. In one corner, I put my stuff in the cupboard with my clothing. And the guy who checked the, the book, he pushed hard in only one corner where I didn't have books. But I was praying because I knew that that happened in Iraq when I was with the luggage of printed books. Every uh, suitcase God checked uh, uh, except my. In Egypt, even in uh, Uzbekistan, they put me uh, through x-ray and they saw that I have only books. What do you have there? I said, books? What kind of books? I said, about God. What kind of God? Because they uh, worship uh, Allah. I said, about true God? Okay, go. (laughs) God helps you first of all through prayer and that's why let's learn to pray come on everyone knows to pray they, people don't simply don't pray you don't need to teach someone to pray but today we'll do something different write down five names of the people you know them they know you but they are not close to God maybe they call themselves Christians but they are not close to God Five names. If you know more, write down more, but uh, I will have to stop you in, in five minutes. Okay. Write down five names, at least five names of the people you know. They know you. They might be your neighbors, your relatives, colleagues, sport bodies. I asked one time the pa- uh, pastor to write down five men, uh, people and he wrote only four. He said, why four? He said, I, I don't know any, anyone else. I'm surrounded by Christians, by believers. After we had a training, next month I met the pastor and he said, now I have 45. So, said, how did you get so many? He said, I started to go to the gatherings where where, uh, non-believers are gathering. And God gave me every single time the opportunity to speak, to share the gospel, to give my testimony. Even the people started to present me, here is our pastor, non-believers. Listen, every time you'll discover there are people, God-seekers. They seek God. I don't believe that God sends me to the Muslims. I don't believe that God sends anyone to the Muslims. I do believe that God sends us to God's seekers. And many of them happen to be among Muslims. But Muslims is not the only group. You'll find Buddhists. You'll find uh, a lot of lot of people who are not... Who are not... Um, uh, they are not having access to the, uh, to the Bible. Somebody has to motivate them. Somebody has to tell them the, the, the gospel. Will you commit now with these people till next Sunday to pray for them every single day? And while, while you are praying, just ask God. Maybe God will tell you, hey, give a call to one of them. I called one time a guy and they said, listen, I've been praying this morning for you. He said, For me? I said, Yes. Why? I'm a Jew. so said, Who saw, said that I, I cannot pray for Jews? <laughs> and um, then he said, Why are you praying for me? I said, I don't know. God just put your name on my heart. I prayed for you, uh, but actually, I, I called you for a different reason. He said, Why? Uh, what's the reason? I said, I would like to know. What are your needs? What specific needs? I would like to pray for you uh, specifically. And you know, I heard the voice on the other side of the line. He uh, he either was crying. He said, nobody uh, prayed for me. Never. And he thanked me so much. Try this. Try this. I would enjoy, any one of you, if you'll give me a call and you'll say, This morning i prayed for you you'll enjoy that those non-believers will uh, enjoy the most maybe god will tell you this guy i would like you to visit when i ask people in one of my groups let's pray maybe god will tell you right away the name you should go One of the guys said, yeah, uh, you know, God told me to go to Ruslan. I said, go to Ruslan? He said, no, 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 you you don't understand. uh, That guy uh, hates the G word. He doesn't even want to hear about God. I said, listen, (laughs) you said that God told you. Yeah, but you don't understand. They said, listen, do what you want. And then I met that guy and they said, so what? He said, you know, I didn't go to him, but I, I called him. And on the other end of the line, the guy was crying. He said, you know, I lost my two kids. I would like to hear about God. You don't know what happened to your friend this night. You don't know how God moved his heart. You don't know even with that guy who didn't want to listen to you before. But if you will start praying, God will point to one. Don't lose time with people who are not interested. Don't try to reap a fruit when it's not ready. You'll not do any, any good. Don't be salesmen for Jesus. But go and find a person who is already prepared by God and who wants to listen. And you can say, listen, I, I, I see that you are interested. How about if we'll get together uh, and we'll have a meeting only to talk about Bible. Are you interested? When you call your friend and you say, hey, uh, would you like to get together? Add this part. I would like to have a spiritual conversation with you. If he says no, then he spared you gasoline, your time. If he says yes, he might be that guy. Sometimes take weeks, months, to find this one. We know that there are not so many, right? But they are surrounding us. Every time you spend uh, uh, spend time with people who go nowhere, who are not interested, you are taking time from people who are interested, and they are waiting for you. That's why Jesus said, Go. On the way, don't greet anyone. Go in the house. Be focused more of a, on a family than a, uh, on an individual. Especially Muslim, it's so important. Let the house hear. Then, knock at the door. I'm not saying to do that literally with the houses because n- not, not in every wo- uh, place that works. In California, that doesn't work because the witnesses already uh, did the work. And they are rejecting but there are a uh, different ways go on the field take a volleyball and uh, uh start uh, playing and then uh that's what i do hey do you mind if i will share a story with you when they hear my nice accent they think well what kind of story <laughs> oh it's an interesting one and uh, i'm telling a story from the bible i don't even tell them that it's from the bible so if you'll start only with praying, that's an amazing start. That's the most effective start. Then, if uh, I go in this way, your story, my story, God's story. I'm not, I'm not teaching you to evangelize. Because I don't believe that evangelism is effective if it's not followed by discipleship. And even that is not effective if, if the person doesn't end up in a, in a church. Because you cannot, uh, you know, give birth to the uh, kids, babies, and you will say, oh, God exists. Somehow they will feed themselves. They will crawl to a, a cow and uh, will, will feed themselves. Uh, somebody has to take care of them, and uh, that's why... Uh, they are born in a certain family and uh, they have parents and the parents um, serve them and they feed them, nurse, uh, nurse them. That's in the spiritual, uh, uh, spiritual world is the same. You are here because you had spiritual parents. But God is waiting for you to become a parent. I'm investing in my kids. And they bring me only troubles back. back. But I know that on a certain level of maturity, they will start investing in others. In the spiritual world, it's completely the same. So, if you go and you meet a person, start with your relatives. First of all, you have to be convinced why you have to go. You have to go because Jesus sent you. He said go. You have to go because he said. I started this ministry of reconciling the person with God. And I pass it to you. You are the ambassadors. You have to go because Jesus and you cannot be silent. You have to go because Jesus said through the lips of apostle Paul that you believe if you believed in your heart you really believed then it will be seen by your mouth because from abundance of the heart the lips your mouth speaks you have to go because you would like to be a good and faithful servant who feeds others that's how Jesus explained in Matthew 24 you have to go because never in the bible the mission of making disciples is connected to the gifts it's connected to the power i will give you the power to be a witness right the gifts are given for the gifts it's for training work if i will go to a group of athletes and i will say who is going to compete and they will say the coach <laughs> that's wrong if I go to a um, military uh, group and they'll say, who is going to fight? Oh, the general. No, no, no. They are trainers. We are trainers. What I'm doing now, I'm training you. Of course, that's where I'm spending the most time. But you'll not believe me if, you'll not, if I will not go. And I will tell you that every week I go. I go to the mosques. I go to those countries, which you don't know if you'll come back. I need you, for example, uh, I need to go to Iran this year. I don't have anything, I don't have money to go. But I will go. I know that by the end of the year, God will allow me to, uh, to be in Iran. I need to go to Afghanistan because we started the work there. I need to go three times to Turkey this year because we started a a work of training uh, leaders. I would like to partner with you on any level. Some young men, I would like to see them with me. Those who cannot go, I need your support. Some, they cannot do either work, but they can pray now in nowadays that's how the work of god is done only in a team so when you meet the person tell me your story and he'll tell you his story the people like to speak you you look at me and you understand then you tell your story practice your story to be short 2 minutes and to be sure that Jesus is very clear in your story. Then if he reacts or she reacts to your story, then tell her or tell him, hey, listen, I, I see that you are interested. How about getting together? Oh, I'm not a teacher. You don't need to be a teacher. By the way, many times the teacher do a, a, a poor job because they they develop dependency from them that's why you are much better than me because i cannot keep my mouth shut and i i want to teach i want to teach but um, actually with them it's much better to allow them for the bible to teach let me give you an example in um, in um cuba I went to a sport group, I shared them um, my testimony. Then I said, listen, um, are you interested to have a meeting, but to speak only about the spiritual side of the sport? They said, yeah, sure. And we met on the field because you cannot speak about God in a building. You you'll bring them a lot of problems. And uh, we met on, um, on the field. I gave them the passage in Spanish. We read the parable of Jesus. I asked them five questions. I, gi- I didn't give any, any um, explanation. Then, in the end, I said, uh, "Do you see any? Do you see any, uh, any examples which you can uh, actually follow in your life? Y- you can apply in the 48 hours. And you know, uh, they started to share what they see. And they saw the, the work of spirit. I didn't explain to them anything. And they said, is anyone here who would like to host this group tomorrow in their house? I would like to see if there is a person of peace. A person of peace is a person who invites you to his house only for the sake of the gospel. Two people said, yeah. I came to one and I said, anyone, does anyone know uh, where this guy lives? Say so yes. What time five o'clock five o'clock we meet in his house next day we started to read another passage in that house and i went through the uh, the prodigal son parable and was um um electric shortage uh was um, dark and they um a flashlight was there and they started to read and then the same five questions and when i asked them how are you going to apply? The first guy said, I cannot wait to go home to, feel, uh, to, uh, to fall on my knees and to ask Jesus to reconcile me with his father. I said, Reconcile? Jesus uh, wasn't even in that parable, but he connected with the previous one. The second went the same, the third went the same. I started to film, it was dark. I I was only uh, hearing the sounds, but I was so moved to see that the Spirit worked without me. And you know why? Because I was going to leave. And if the teacher leaves, the group falls apart. And they brought another guy, and they said, Guys, are you going to meet without me? Yes, yes. How about if we'll set a meeting right, right next week? And they said, why next week? Let's do it tomorrow. <laughs> Let me tell you the negative part, which I didn't want to tell you, but I will tell you. The guy from church... Started to put a lot of pressure then on them. You need, you need Jesus. You need to receive Jesus. You know, and I wa- wanted to tell you, hey, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. They just started the discovery process. They started to, to feel the, the, that, that sweetness of the word of God. They started to like, uh, like that. Why, why do you put pressure? Let, uh, let the, the process to go naturally. Your story, my story. But when you meet first time, I will not give you curriculums today. Take your story from the Bible, any parable which you like, and ask five questions. Again, that's not a method. You can ask your questions, which you. but for the first time, let me give you five questions. First question is, what are the main characters in this story? For example, you take Zacchaeus' story. They easily will say, Zacchaeus, Jesus, crowds. Second question, can you describe each one of them? Let's start with Zacchaeus. Let's go verse by verse and describe Zacchaeus. When you are finished with Zacchaeus, go with Jesus. When you are finished with uh, Jesus, go with the crowds. Don't go with the crowds. I mean, no. write down. The <laughs> Third question, with whom are you identifying uh, whom are, are you identifying with? And take that on the personal level. Fourth question. In the whole this story, do you see any examples which you can apply in the next 24 hours or 48 hours? Why? Because if a person doesn't make an act of obedience, immediately, most likely, he will not do anything. I'm doing the Bible study now in California with the imam of 6,000 Muslims. And when we come to the application, I'm saying, listen, I, I, I will check on you. And he says, okay, I will check on you too. And we <laughs> meet next week, every, every week, every Wednesday. And it's amazing. This guy will has the, 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 the best uh, mosque in California. He has the house in the best area, the most expensive, Rancho Santa Fe. He has a beautiful family. And he will lose all when he will come to know Christ. And maybe he will lose his life. So, but what he will receive will be much, much more worthy. And he's checking now, is that true? Is that true? What he'll receive will be much, much better. And he's shaking with such pleasure. There are a lot of people who are waiting for you. By the way, there is no retirement in God's kingdom. So there are a lot of people who are waiting for you. So the fourth question you remember. Is anything in this story that you can apply? But if you'll say something... You will tell him, say something measurable, doable. Don't say, I will come closer to God. That's words. Say, I will read 15 minutes a day. By the Bible, my Bible, that's, that's something. Um, I will um, start worshiping God. Words. Say, I will wake up five minutes early and I will pray. That's something measurable. And the last one. Whom are you going to share the story? Let the person from the very beginning to learn that the word of God is all about obedience and passing on. And nothing will happen, I assure you, if you will not keep yourself accountable to him as well. And in one week, you'll meet again and will ask. Most likely, the uh, first time he'll forget. But then when you, uh, he'll see that you are serious about it, you'll see how Groups of non believers will get together to study the Word of God. That's happening everywhere. May God bless you, and I would like to see it happening here. So, if you can want to partner on any level, even not going from outside of the city, you can partner. I will leave. Um, you can sign up a sheet of paper with your um, address. I will keep you updated by uh, what I'm doing. You can write back to me only if you made at least one small step. I will be so, so glad to receive messages from you saying, listen, I, I, I couldn't do that, but I did that. Do something and God will encourage you to do more. May God bless you. Thank you.